Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Look, real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can fill it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beach balls of life, giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution with only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do, clutch. Another reason to turn the volume up. Shit, know what we stand on. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shock, oh, with it, keeping the beans on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city, stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paste better. The fix is in and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're now tuned into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip hop, RB, and poetry right here on Holy Culture Radio. It's your boy DJ Focus checking in. And it's your girl Dice Gamble in the building checking in on this Wisdom Wednesday. Wake up, wake up, y'all. Amen. Wake up early into mountain. Early. Early. <laughs> Especially if you're on the West Coast. God bless you a million times today. <laughs> Listen, listen, listen. You're right. Absolutely. We shouts out to all mm-hmm. our listeners on the West Coast. You're right. We probably long overdue for showing y'all some love because we Man. do have some people up at 3 a.m. in the mountain. 3 a.m. in the mountain. Uh, listening the to the show. Uh, late night, late night, late night, early morning, early morning. <laughs> we appreciate y'all listening to mm-hmm. us, rocking with us. Listen, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad. And it's, it's a beautiful thing, Dice. Um, I, I promise you, we, we've been having some of the best weather ever for February mm-hmm. in the Midwest. Like, this is unheard of us, uh, you know, having 40 degree weather. 50. Um, yeah, 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 50. So, yeah, I didn't want to say it. Uh, I, I want to say 50. 40 because I, I wanted to say right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I was almost, I was almost tempted the other day when I came home to, to do my little spring cleanup. Yeah, oh. no, spring cleanup. I was ready to go pick up the little few little tree limbs right, and right, right. you know what I'm saying get get get, get up you know how you got to add your, your husband probably know yeah it's just a little yeah. spring cleanup already I oh, said well yeah. all right Lord if you want me to go ahead and clean the thing up edge it up one good time I know <laughs> I know keep it hot out there I know yeah yeah I was yes. impressed I was like go Jesus go Jesus go I'm not mad <laughs> skip right on over just please skip, skip right on over when right on over right on over. <laughs> Once again, you're tuned into The Fix. And of course, our mission is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. Listen, Mm -hmm. y'all know we got another hot show. Listen, this is Lover's Week. Uh, Mm -hmm. We know yesterday was Valentine's Day, but we made this Lover's Week. We've been talking about relationships all this week. And uh, yes, Minister, the Honorable Minister, Honorable Minister, Minister, Evangelist, uh, Bishop Dice Gamble has another Amen. word for you Amen. today uh what's our real talk topic <laughs> for the day dice well oh. since it's relationship week uh and we've talked about relationships and uh in a, in a positive way today we're going to talk about you know when when it kind of goes sideways and uh so we're going to 
you know, touch on divorce and, um, you know, just see what God has to say about that and what that looks like. And uh, obviously, um, give you guys some tips if that's what you're in right now, if you're going through it. So, Hey, text a friend, tell somebody, it's about to get real on this, uh, Wednesday, Wednesday. Real hot. That's what it's about to do. It's about to get real hot. <laughs> Watch out now. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, real talk topic. Listen, we, we talk about divorce. I appreciate you, uh, Dice. Let's talk about it. Uh, stop it. We have another exclusive uh, spiritual detox for y'all today. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, Dice and I have the pleasure of sitting down with a super talented, uh, listen, um, creator. She's a content creator, digital creator, uh, songwriter, and singer um, from Montreal, Canada. Ariel Fitzpatrick. Um, so we're we're excited for you guys to hear uh, this exclusive spiritual detox today. Um, she shared a little bit of everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I say, she's kind of open book, and she's a hundred percent authentically sold out for Jesus. Let's be very clear about that. Yeah, that's true. You already <laughs> yeah. know. And she's yeah, I'm excited to have her. Yeah, I am too as well. Listen, if you haven't heard her uh, latest single that's uh, already running up the charts, uh, you will hear it today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called God Love. Um, so yeah, we're definitely looking forward for you guys to hear that good music and, uh, yeah, you know, a few other things we're going to talk about. So you definitely want to keep it locked. Let's get into some music right now. We have music. Yep. Yep. We got new Ken Jones on the way. We also have, uh, yep. we got some Korean Hawthorne. We got some Scooty Wop. Uh, but right now, yeah, we got to get some Wop in this morning. Uh, but right now let's get into it. Yep. Let's get into, uh, yep. What up RG? Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. Yes, sir. It's your boy DJ Focus and Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio, right here on Sirius XM Channel 154. And it's time for our spiritual detox. Uh, you know, this is uh, when we uh, get a chance to sit down with some movers and shakers, uh, doing some powerful things for the kingdom, artists, athletes, entertainers, entrepreneurs. Uh, you get a little bit of everybody. And we got a special one today, Dice. I think this one is going to be uh, blessed to people this morning. Mm-hmm. Listen, Focus. Um... If y'all haven't told your friends to go ahead and tune in, y'all need to go ahead and tune in now. So uh, right now we have a sensation on the line. Uh, I would say supermodel first, but definitely um, a sister who's taken over the airways with millions and millions and millions of followers, um, especially on TikTok and Instagram and things like that. She's known for creating just hilarious uh, videos and definitely uh, wonderful music. So guys, put your hands together and help us welcome in Ariel Fitz is in the building today. So welcome. Miss Ariel, how are you? Hey, thank you. I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Listen, thank you for stopping by the show. Listen, focus hit me to you, and I have been laughing. I guess since we have been uh, <laughs> on you, for you to jump on here, so um, can you uh, give us a little backstory? I guess concerning one, your faith. Like, how did you even? I mean, you're so you're super young, and it seems like you're almost like. 50 years old in the faith, like really, really <laughs> strong. So can you, yeah, give us a little backstory on that. Yeah, well, I'm 26 and I like grew up in church. So like my parents are pastors. So basically I always tell people like we were literally in church more than we were at home. Like I didn't even know what our house was because we slept at church. We ate at church, went to school at church, like everything was at church. So that was like literally my whole life growing up. And um, my dad always used to like every single night he would tell us, Bible stories in a very dramatic way. So he would like act it out and all that stuff. So like that was always like our entertainment as as children before we went to bed. And if he refused to do it, we'd be so mad. We'd be like, Dad, please. 
And so, yeah, that's what I grew up on. That's what's kind of like in my head. So when I do these videos, it's like, I think it's literally all of that just after all these years compiled in my head and it just kind of comes out. So yeah, it's like, it comes naturally for me to do online in front of the camera. Who, who, who's that Who's that one church mother that got the best uh, soul food that uh, you remember growing up? It's always that one church mother, Miss Thompson, Miss Williams, sis, you know, yeah. who, who, who's that one that always hooked you up? Because you, listen, let's be very oh, clear, you're a, you, you a PK, so you had privileges <laughs> other kids didn't have. Right. <laughs> there were actually a few. There were a few because they were Caribbean. I grew up in a Caribbean church, so like, you know, Caribbean people could cook. Oh my goodness. Well, there were a few. <laughs> I love it. You said your parents were um, pastors. And uh, yeah. how, how did they respond to you when you started making these funny videos? Though, like, I, like, were they open to it or were they like, girl, you over the top? Um, <laughs> They're actually. <laughs> They were actually super open to it. They're like my number one fans. Like they all, like my dad would always be watching them. He, I think, no, my mom said I'm responsible for getting my dad on Instagram because oh, okay. I would only, <laughs> I would only wow. post it on Instagram and TikTok. So he was like, all right. Cause my mom would always be telling him about it. So he's like, nah, so he made an account and now he's like always on my videos and he'd be calling me and be like, yeah, this one was a good one. Nah, nah, nah. So yeah, they're really, <laughs> they're really into it. <laughs> they're really, really good. I mean, it's exactly how you feel, which is, it's, it's hilarious. So, I mean, what, what made you want, like, what was, what was the defining moment for you? Were you like, I'm just going to take this video and post it? Like, what um, it was, yeah. <laughs> it was actually at uh, the end, end of 2020. Mm-hmm. So like November, well, like, yeah, about December, 2020. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, everybody was on lockdown. There's not yeah. much you could do. I heard a lot about TikTok. I was like, about TikTok at first but mm-hmm. I remember I really I was on YouTube before doing hair tutorials and I was just getting really sick of it I was like I want to do something more fun something that shows mm-hmm. my personality so I kind of like one day I decided okay I'm gonna sneak on TikTok I didn't tell anybody I was just like I'm just gonna go on TikTok and I'm gonna just start making videos and I didn't know what kind of videos I was gonna make all I knew was that I did not want to do hair tutorials and no makeup that's all i told myself no hair no makeup i just want to do something with my personality and after just experimenting for a while it kind of like the god videos kind of just stuck and it wasn't intentional it really wasn't it's just like me being myself and like because god church is like a lot of my life so it just Mm -hmm. became that topic and i'm happy a lot of people like related to it so it's cool man it's cool it is cool and it's amazing to hear hear her speak uh dice uh like spirit recognize spirit talk to us about being able to navigate through today 2023 being 26 years old with all the challenges that come for being a believer let's be very clear just being a believer in itself and just Mm -hmm. being able to do what you do like i know you know you've moved up now to us so i know you have business uh propositions coming your way uh different people are reaching out to you so how is it just being a kingdom-minded lady like walking into some of these rooms or being on some of these business calls and maybe you have to say no i can't take that deal or yes Mm -hmm. i shit this or maybe i gotta pray about it talk us through just everything that goes into you making a business decision now at your age as well as like i say being a kingdom lady um honestly one of the things that i i don't play with is like especially when it comes to like business decisions i know who i can trust i know who my people are which my parents my siblings so anytime i have any kind of like big decision to make or any kind of even if it's not that big I always go to my mom or go to my dad like this is what's going on this is what I want to do 
what do you think? And then I, before I would sign anything, I would always call them like, can we pray? Can we like, you know, just make sure we're on the right page? Cause I don't want to mess up. Like, I feel like I'm in like a, such a interesting area where I'm like, God, I'm super grateful, but I don't want to make a mistake. So I'm like, I know mistakes are normal. It's okay to make mistakes. But I'm like, I really want to be mindful of like every step that I make to make sure I'm reflecting him right. That I'm not being, you know, hypocritical in any kind of way, which obviously like real talk for human beings, we make mistakes. And sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'll do something and I'm like, snap, I can't make a video today. Like that's just like not, like I don't want to do that because I don't want to look like, you know, a hypocrite. But at the same time, I think having like a good corner, having those like solid people who, you know, you could trust and who have your back in prayer and all that, it really helps. Absolutely. It does. I love that you said uh, you asked for people to be in prayer with you about making your choices and decisions. That's a beautiful um, foundation that you have there. Uh, and Thank all of us you. could probably do that a lot more. I know I could because... Yeah, I'm out, here, I'm out here doing the most. But what kind of feedback? What kind of feedback have you gotten from your videos that you just were like, "Man, I didn't even know that that's how people were being affected," or maybe some feedback that you've gotten or something somebody told you, and you're just like, "Wow, God, I didn't even know you were going to do that thing." Yeah, you know, through that video, it's insane. Like this story, because I did this for fun. I really did it for fun. I know a lot of yeah. people they'd be like, "Oh, um." I see this is what you do with your ministry. It's great. Not to say like, I'm not happy to do it, but like, if I'm being honest, my intention was just for fun. It wasn't to go win souls and stuff like that, but like getting people's stories, the DMS and the message. I'm like, you got that from my video. My video did that. Like, I remember the craziest one was like uh, a video that I did and a girl, a woman, she emailed me this like long email. She was just trying to get on, get in contact with me. And she was, cause I did it kind of around like uh, suicide and you know, God's love and whatever. And she said she was literally like, she never seen me before ever. She was literally about to like commit suicide. Like that was her, she was about to do it, but she was just scrolling on Facebook. She already made her Facebook post, everything. Wow. And she just bumped up on my video and she said she just broke down crying and recognized like, yo, that was God talking to her. And it stopped at her. I was like, what? I'm like, that's insane. I didn't think. And when I told my dad that, he's like, yeah, you need to start taking this a little bit more seriously. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. But it's insane. There's so many other stories. So I'm like, okay. I'm just, I'm just very like humbled and grateful for the opportunity to like yeah. be a good influence to people. Cause I'm like, wow, I did not. Bench. I, everybody wants to have an impact. Of course, I've always wanted to have an impact, but you never know like how you'd be able to do that. Mm. You know? That's good. That's good. Era, what were you mm-hmm. doing before this? Before you know this took off and you know you became this content creator, social media. What were you doing before previous? Uh, before I was doing a lot. Um, <laughs> I was in school. I was in university. Then that wasn't working out. I was just like, it's not for me. So I quit university. I started working. I was working retail for a while. And then I was like, nah, this is not for me. I need to be an entrepreneur. I need to be a creator. So then I started doing YouTube and I was struggling. I was really, really struggling for like a few years, but thank God it turned around. So it was really just me. I always wanted to be a content creator. So I was working towards it. And after a few years, it finally kicked off. 
<laughs> Listen, that's funny. Talk about that a little bit more because we just uh, not too long ago, we had a conversation, Dice and I, on cre- being a creative and understanding the process of being a creative and everything that goes into creating content, being able to write down lyrics or whatever it may be. So walk us through some of those times where you were kind of like in a creative space to where, you know, nothing was coming to you. What did you do to kind of like get that creativity going again? Mm-hmm. Um, that happened a lot, like a lot of times, but every single time I just had to, what helped me is I, I would just speak out loud. I would say like the most outrageous things out loud. So I'd be like, I'm going to hit a million. Like, I remember I created like a YouTube video. I'm sorry, a YouTube channel. I had no idea about doing on it. I just started doing random stuff, but I came up with this slogan at the end of that video. I'd be like, uh, thanks guys for watching. Catch you when we hit a million. And I would always just say that because I'm like, and I would explain it's either a million followers, a million dollars, a million whatever, a million something good. And I would always just say what I wanted. So even when I was like, when YouTube wasn't working or whatever business I wasn't, I was trying wasn't working, I just keep on saying, Lord, I'm supposed to be an entrepreneur. I am an entrepreneur. I am successful. Like, I just have to keep talking to myself because you can get very dis- um, discouraged in this space. Absolutely. Yeah, no, focus yeah. on it. You're, you're absolutely right. We were just discussing that. You know, you have not because you asked that. You know, you really got to speak those things, uh, the be yeah. nice, as though they were. So, <laughs> no, no, listen, you were giving some great uh, tips for the listeners today. I hope you guys are writing these things down. So, <laughs> listen, let's talk about the music. Because uh, I heard some fire, fire music from you, and uh, thank you. Yeah, you're more than welcome, and it's beautiful. So, who? And I know you might say church, but uh, like, who? Who were some of your influences, or how did you get started into the music side of things? Um, I, same story as growing up in church. So, you know, you grow up in church, you have to. You yeah. just end up in the choir. You end up. You have no choice. Like <laughs> you end up singing. So me and my sister, we sing together as a duet since we were like little little children. So that's and then I, I think by the age of about eleven, twelve, that's when I realized like I really love music. That's when I was like to this day, music. Is, I love making videos. Whatever music is still like my number one love. I love to sing. I love it. So. That was my influence, and I grew up listening to only gospel. Like, there was no secular music allowed in our house. So it was only, like, Kirk Franklin, Donnie McClurkin, CeCe <laughs> uh, Winans, Mary Mary, all of them. That's what I grew up on. So they're, like, really my inspirations. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's that's how it kind of sparked. <laughs> well, I don't know. What, what I heard didn't sound, like, uh, too much like Jesus. It sounded like uh, it was real. It was a little uh, sexy. I, I so I, I was like, wait a minute. A love ballad to the Lord. I was just saying, you know, God, I just want to speak to you for a moment. <laughs> you know, the crazy thing is, for some reason, I don't know why. And I always tell people this. I don't know why. Naturally, anytime I sit down to write, because I always used to love writing since I was a kid. I always used to write. I always end up writing love songs. And I do not know why. It just comes out. And I'm like, God, you know, like, my heart's for you. But for some reason, when I put my... <laughs> pen to the paper it just always ends up being a love song but I'm like whatever well listen we're we gonna, we gonna get into that we gotta go to a quick break we coming right back there stay right there with that love song listen DJ Focus Dice Gamble uh, we have the super talented Ariel Fitzpatrick on the line with us we're going to a quick music break we'll be right back keep it locked you're tuned into The Fix and The Fix is in 
Yes, sir. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back to the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio on Sirius XM Channel 154. We still have the super talented, uh, super dope creative, uh, now an artist too as well, Area Fitzpatrick on the line with us. So, sis, let's talk about it. You, you talked a little bit about, you know, just your pen being able to write, you know, these perfect love ballads, these perfect love songs for your artistry. Um, but you know, I, I, where, so where does that come from though? So like, I, I feel like it has to be a space to where when you writing, talk us through your creative process for you even making a song. Um, generally I find like when I'm making a song, either it just starts coming to me or sometimes I hear music mm-hmm. and once I lock myself up in a room and I'm like, just with the music alone, that's when the words just kind of come and I have no like direct topic or intention in my head when I start writing. It's just like when the song is done, I listen back like the next day and I'm like, oh, wow, I was really writing about what I was feeling. But in the moment, I wasn't really thinking about it. It's just like, I'm just writing whatever comes out. And it's only going back. I'm like, okay, yeah, I I was going through a time. That's why I wrote that. So I noticed I write basically off of experience. And my mom always told me that she always encouraged me when I was younger, especially when I was going through like really, really rough, depressive times I was never great at speaking to this day I'm not really great at like relaying my emotions like verbally but mm. my mom would always give me a notebook and a pen she'd be like just write it if you can't say just write it so I've always had that practice of just writing out what I feel and it kind of just translated into music so that's how I that's how I write my songs that's good I was just telling focus the same thing uh, when we were having our uh, creative talk like, Absolutely. Yeah, I, I'll jack it all up when I'm talking about it, but I, my writing is gold. Mm-hmm. It's golden. That right. <laughs> my money. That's my bag. Um, you just said something about like your mom giving you the notebook and especially when you're going through, whether it be depression or anything like that. Um, what are some of the things you do to keep yourself focused, to keep your mental space, you know, your spiritual space healthy? Like are there other things that you implement in your daily, um, you know, walk or regimen that kind of help to, to keep you on point? Mm-hmm. I have to pray like and even when I because I notice even when I fall off praying I get my life feels so messy so I'm like I need to always get myself back to that mode of finding the time to pray and not just pray but to just like meditate in his presence mm-hmm. read his word um and listen to like sermons I usually just listen to like one person and I just always just play it's Miles Monroe I would always just play his like sermons him. it gets my you know, my head back in the game. Cause sometimes I just, you know, it's crazy. You could be at a high and you're like, yeah, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And all of a sudden you just start slipping off and you're like, what happened? So you have to pull yourself back in and be like, yo, get Christ focused again. <laughs> so that's what helps me like pray, taking time to pray, taking time to read his word, taking time to listen to his word. Like just, I just try to get it inside of my system. Just like keep it in there. So that way, you know, I, I feel more balanced all the time. That's good. That's good. Were there any things that your parents um, maybe shared with you? Because you were talking about um, being in school and trying different business ventures and things like that. Like, did they have any like good wisdom that just kind of like you always defaulted back to? Like, just some something that they told you or that they said that kind of kept you going and kept you motivated. Like, wow, I needed that. Mm-hmm. Like all the time, I can't think of all of them. They just know what to say. But I know one that my mom, that did stick with me and does stick with me and I always use it. Uh, she's like, in God's timing. She's like, do not rush 
anything. And I've learned that because before I was very like, I want this, I'm going for it. It's a good mentality to have, but sometimes you have to recognize it's not all about your timing. It's about God's timing because he can see like more than you can. So a lot of times when I wanted something in that moment, now I'm looking back, I'm like, wow, it's a good thing. I did not get that in that moment because I would have messed that up or it would have destroyed me. So I'm realizing, okay, I do want it. For example, music. Music is like my number one passion. But at the same time, like my mom would always be like, relax, like God's timing. You will have your time. Keep writing, keep working towards it. Never just get lazy with it. Like keep working towards it actively. But once you're doing all you can, once you're doing everything on your end, then God's going to do what he has to do on his end to make it happen. You just got to trust him and be patient. So I'm learning to be patient. Mm. Same, and TikTok taught me that as well. People think I just blew up because they just knew I came on the scene like 2021. And mm. they're like, oh, she blew up in a few months. And again, I'm like, but you don't know about the years before TikTok that you I was preach. Like, preach. working, 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 trying, crying, giving up, getting back up, you know, praying. And a lot of, honestly, before I got on TikTok, like I prayed and fasted like for days. I'm not even lying. I was like, Lord, if you want me to do this, it has to be a success because I know I'm supposed to be a creator. Like I just knew that. So like it's patience. <laughs> patience is one thing that I really took away from like they taught me. That's good. It is good. And and, and what I hear over and over is, is uh, her getting the revelation and submitting to it. Can you speak a little bit more mm -hmm. to the power of submission? And even with your relationship you have with your parents, I know, uh, unfortunately, some uh, PKs uh, go the opposite. They rebel against <laughs> their parents. They they hate the, you know, to your point, you know, growing up in church all their lives and they can't wait to be grown and kind of run away from the faith. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, everything I hear from you is the total opposite. Like, you know, I know you, you know, you're not perfect. None of us are perfect. I know you probably have some bumps here and there. But for the most part, you stay grounded once you get a revelation. Talk about submitting to what God, you know, submitting to God when he gives you the revelation and the importance of understanding wise counsel, you know, your parents or whoever you trust and listening to that compared to just busting moves on your own without wise counsel. Yeah, I think one thing that helped me um, in terms of submission first to my parents was they were not they were never hypocrites. So they they lived what they preached. So oh. I know a lot of the times when we see like PKs like flip or not just PKs, but church kids flip is because a lot of times like, and I've seen this growing up in church, the parents are acting one way in church, all holy and whatever. But then at home, they're acting like monsters. And then people are looking at the kids like, what's wrong with them? Why are they running from church? Why are they can't? But my mm -hmm. parents gave like a really good example to us. Mm -hmm. And it, it just created a trust. And you know how, like, your parents are actually supposed to, you know, help you understand God as well. So mm -hmm. seeing how my parents took care of me made me understand how God takes care of, takes care of me as, as well. So I'm like, okay, I could trust my parents. Mm -hmm. So And they told me, you need to trust God more than you trust us. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm learning. So I learned, okay, if mom says not today, we're not doing this today. Even if you really want to do it today, you have to trust her judgment. So if I'm pushing at something and God is like, in my opinion, not, you know, with God, why are you not coming through for me? I'm learning, okay, it's just not today. Mm -hmm. And when you submit to Christ, it's literally allowing him to have control, right? So he, now you can hear him. Because if you're always just doing your own thing, you're never going to hear him when he's talking. He's going to be like, hey, hey, you over there running up, like doing your own thing. But if you just sit quiet in his presence... You listen to read his word, like listen to him, just take the time to 
just relax. Honestly, like relax, stop worrying. That was a big one. Like stop being anxious. Just like relax and hear him out. You will see him and you will hear him way more clearly than you ever thought you could. So yeah, that's kind of like that definitely helped me. Like she better, need better preach. Cash she better preach. Uh, cat, y'all need to go You know, I spoke to say, so, so where you trying to go? Like, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I love that man. Your parents seem like like the best parents on earth. So uh, they are. I know they're super <laughs> proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. So what's what's next for you? Like, where are some of the places you would like to um, go or take? You know, your gift, your talent, your skill, all the things God has given you. Like, where, like kind of like, what do you see? Or has God even shown you like your next? Um, you know, get to do. You know, the crazy thing about that question is like. Sometimes I'm telling people, like, y'all don't understand. I've gotten to a point where I've had so many plans in my life that just don't work out. And then when I calm down, God kind of just gives me better. Okay. So I do have big dreams. I do have big desires. But right now, I'm really just like, God, what do you want me to do? Oh, that's <laughs> like, good. That's good. I'm really chilling. I can't even, like, I'm excited about what's happening, but I'm not trying to, like, okay, so next year I'm going to do this. This year I'm going to do that. But, <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to do all that. I'm like, God, you humbled me out real good last year. I'm just, I'm just walking in here real quiet. <laughs> and I'm like, working. I'm going to keep working at it. I'm going to keep creating my content. I'm going to create, um, keep creating music. That's something that I really felt last year. I'm like, okay, you need to get back into music because I kind of, I really stopped. But I was like, I was feeling that push. And I believe it was like, God, just tell me, yeah, get back into it, get back writing, get back, you know, creating. And so I'm just going to keep creating what's in me. I'm just going to, whatever is inside of me, I'm going to pour it out and I'm going to see where it takes me. <laughs> That's honestly my mm -hmm. plan right now. That's yeah. good. That's mm -hmm. good. So, so you're so busy and, and you're doing so much. I got to ask, you know, what do you do for fun? Like to just digress a little bit. And then also, you know, it, is there uh, somebody uh, in your life? Uh, is there a, a king in your life? You know, for all, all, all my single kings <laughs> listening right now. Let, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, because they're going to be DMing me later. Like, why you ain't asking if you were single, folks? So, yeah, yeah, you know, what, what do you do? You know, like I say, to, you know, have a little fun. And then is there somebody that you are dating or courting currently or, you know, waiting for God to send your way? <laughs> no, I'm not dating currently. I'm just, I'm, I'm a single as can be, but for fun, like, honestly, I lost track of what was fun for me. I'm not going to lie. Like last year and the year before, and I kind of like getting back into my, you know, my normal groove. And I just want to travel right now. Like traveling is like what I'm doing for fun. Like I just came back from Mexico. I had so much fun there. I'm already planning my next trips. Like that's what I want to do for fun. I want to get out. I want to explore. I want to see the world. That's, that's what I want. <laughs> I love how she says she just got back from Mexico and, and planning the next one, you know? Right. <laughs> I was just talking about Mexico when I'm focused. Like, go to Mexico, tap out. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not answering my phone. Send me an email. Just, you know, you yeah. don't hear from me in a few days. You know. It's good. Like, yeah. <laughs> Listen, talk about this song before we get you out of here. God Love. Come on, talk about it before we premiere Ooh. it and uh, play it today. Uh, just talk about, you know, as you were writing and creating this particular song, what's the inspiration, what it meant to you, what do you want your listeners to get from it? Um, This song, it's, I literally just went to the studio one day because I was like, I, it was after I got that urge to get back into writing. So I called up the studio guy that I usually go to. I said, I'm just going to come in. I had no plans of what I was going to do. Just came in. I found a track and I was like, let's just, I'm going to start writing to it. 
started writing to it. We finished the whole song in like an hour. And while I was singing it, again, like I told you before, I didn't rec- really recognize what I was writing until afterwards. And I realized I was really in like a like a brokenhearted kind of situation. I was down. But one habit that I've always taken up is even if I am sad, I'm never going to just write a sad song. I'm mm. always going to like have the positive outlook as well. So yes, this is how, what I'm feeling. But then by the time I got the verse, so I'm like, but man, I remember what God's love feels like to me. So it's like, that's what I just started writing about. And I want, if anyone were to get anything from this song is that no matter what kind of situation you've been through, like once you can understand the love that God has for you, it just, it fills you up and it heals you. Like you don't need someone else to come and like fill that, that emptiness. Like literally God could fill it, but you just have to allow him to, and you have to recognize that it's there. So yeah, that's kind of like the gist of the song. Yeah, I really liked it. (laughs) I was happy how it came out. (laughs) It's fire. Yeah, it's it's straight fire. Is is there any artist uh, that you're looking forward to collaborating with? Uh, you know, as you continue to make more music, do you have some certain artists on your list? Like, okay, Ooh. you know, once I start popping, yeah, I got to reach out to you know Beyonce and them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not, I haven't thought of that. Like, I, I don't know. I don't have like a list, but I'm pretty sure if, like any artist that I usually listen to would reach out to me, I'd probably like scream. But if you could pick, so so let me ask you this then. If you could pick two artists from any genre of music, dead or alive, to form a group with you, what two mm-hmm. artists would you pick? I'm a group. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. You're still the, you still the lead singer, but you, you, <laughs> you, you could pick two artists to come, and they're going to be your backups. Any genre of music, dead or alive, who you going to pick? Um, You know what? I was really, like, obsessed with Mary Mary when I was younger, and I still love them. So I I would have to choose Mary Mary. So like Erica and Tina. <laughs> fire. Fire. <laughs> Listen, Arrow, we appreciate you rocking with us this morning. Thank you uh for just being super dope. Thank you for being sold out for God too as well. Yeah. Um that's one thing uh Dice and I have is you know, uh we, we can recognize when somebody is really not faking. You are <laughs> it's, it's evident. You sold out for Jesus and you're representing the kingdom well as a kingdom lady. So we want to give you your roses while you're still living. Uh before you blow up, just remember us, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> saying, saying, saying those nice little good things for you, you know, XM. Uh, can you tell the people how they can connect with you, follow you on all your social media platforms, as well as introduce your new single? Yes, yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at arielfits.patrick, on TikTok at ariel.fits, on Facebook at arielfitspatrick, and on YouTube, I have a YouTube channel with my sister. It's called Ari and Ella. And yeah, I just came out with my new single. It's called God Love. It's soulful. It's like my favorite genre of music. So I hope y'all enjoy it. And she's singing, singing on this thing. Sang too, well. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, keep it locked. You're tuned into The Fix. And The Fix is in. Yes, sir. DJ Focus. Dice Gamble. You tap back into The Fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. And it's that time. It's time for our Real Talk conversation. Mm-hmm. And today, um, Dice, what we got going? Well, we're talking about divorce today. And it's a tough subject for those of you who have walked through it um, I have been through this so you know I can definitely speak from experience and even uh, having a child um, you know be affected by it and so hopefully you know we can prevent um, 
you know, some divorces today, but um, one of the things Focus and I were definitely talking about off offline as Focus on is the three A's, um, you know, concerning divorce, like you should never stay in a divorce if there's violence, you know, if there's some type of abuse um, and obviously uh, some unrepentive adultery. And then mm-hmm. what's the last A? Abandonment. 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 Yes. Um, you know, typically, uh, you know, the bride and groom, they go through their wedding vows. And, um, you know, it's it's that, you know, <laughs> through everything. Now, a lot of y'all are changing y'all vows up. So I, I guess we have to talk about that, too. You know, but please do. Please do. <laughs> Traditionally, you know, there is a presence at a wedding, um, preferably one with your overseer, whoever, whatever your faith is, you know, your friends and family come together to celebrate you during that moment. And then, of course, that we have shotgun weddings and things like that. But um, ideally, everybody has this for better, for worse, for richer, for poor sickness and health till death do us part part in there. And I mean, it's, it's in there for a reason. I mean, once, you know. God shows you who you're supposed to be with ideally you would be with that person uh, connected to them forever and uh, as we know that's not the case in America Um, we do have a 5 to 10% uh, divorce rate amongst per per thousand people and even on the CDC they reported in 2020 as soon as COVID hit the request for divorce in the state of New York went up 50% during the first week uh, due to people dealing with stress from being in the house together. And honestly, that, that was eye-opening for me because I was like, why are people getting married if y'all can't stay at home a week together? You know what I'm saying? I, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, bruh, I was looking at the paper. I was like, what? And so it's it's sad. But now let me give you my story, though. Uh, for me, I was in a group with uh, my son's father. And he wasn't his father yet, but... You know, and we just, you, you spend so much time around people, you end up getting married. I mean, it's a great guy, great family, you know, sweetheart, you know, and I wouldn't take anything for my son, you know, um, but we, we probably should have just remained friends more than anything else. And, but we, you know, I'm from, you know, you don't sleep with people, you know what I'm saying? Like, if y'all gonna be messing around, y'all need to go and get married. And he, he was from that type of background as well. And so we both, you know, we kind of was like, let's let's go ahead and do this thing the right way. And, um, you know, just took some friends down to the courthouse, got married, called it a day. <clears throat> but it didn't work out. And so um, it wasn't abuse or anything like that. It just we were not aligned, you know, and I, I can't express the pain that you have to go through to separate households and families and come up with plans to pick up kids, drop kids off. You know, um, now now you got to do child support. You know, this thing goes into a whole nother type of relationship after you get divorced. And there's some things that some people don't think about, you know, um, and, and it's 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 tough. So I, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy focus. Honestly, it's uh, mentally damaging. It's emotionally damaging. Um, it's it's definitely embarrassing. And um and it's just a weight on on the whole family, on everybody's family. You know, once you put a family together and then you start, you have functions to go to and birthday parties and graduations. And, you know, you have all these mixed things forever, especially after you have children together. It's like, 
you can't, it's hard to separate that. And then if there's some animosity every time you meet back up, if it's not, you know, cleaned up, you, you know, the emotions come back. So, um, <clears throat> anywho, Malachi 2 and 16, the Lord says he hates divorce. Um, but he also says, um, you know, guard yourself in spirit and do not break faith. And as well, I hate a man's covering his wife with violence. So it's interesting how we always talk about how God hates divorce, but God also hates violence in the same exact verse. So <clears throat> just want to throw that out there. Uh, yeah, just, just let me throw that on out there. Now, some interesting statistics on uh, the CDC, though, were um, people, 64% of people who are married with a degree stay married longer. And, um, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, I, I don't I don't know what you think about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, the first thing that came to my mind, the like, bag, the know. bag. OK, <laughs> it's not going to be a fair exchange with this money. So we're going to make it work because I don't want you to have to be broke. Pop, pimping. Well, the, you know what? And I think faith plays a huge role in um, marriage and divorce as well. The one yes. population, the number one population that stays together, um, at least in America, the longest and the most after they're married is, drumroll, Hispanics running the game. Ain't no divorce. You know what? It's, we it's funny you said that. We no, they, they are. <laughs> they are. And, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and they stay they stay together. Let's yeah, be very stay, clear. Stay. We're not going yeah. nowhere. Mm -hmm. Not now, one of us. So I, I thought that was that was huge. Um, and then let's see, the next uh, non-Hispanic, uh, white, and then black, and then mixed. So I mean, black people are getting divorce rates left and right. And looking at the um, paperwork, it is financial. Number one reason why people get divorced. Yeah, I mean, if you think money. About, yeah, I mean, people say money doesn't matter, but I think once you get married, you realize it does matter. And even in me having my flashback concerning, you know, um, some of the reasons why I was definitely unhappy um, in my first marriage, it was it was finances. Just what are we going to do with these uh, with the finances? Like how you know how are we allotting the finances? What is the investment? You know, what are we buying? Why are we buying that? You know, especially when you throw kids in the mix. I mean, that was a huge, it's a huge part of it. I mean, it, it, and it's, it's, it's a tough part of it, but uh, some people just want to get divorced just to not talk about it anymore. Wow. So, yeah. Um, but anyways, if you are going through uh, thinking about getting a divorce, I encourage you one to definitely, hopefully you guys can go to your, um, covering first and have that conversation and hopefully you try your counseling first um, have that conversation one of the top reasons for teenage depression and suicide even in adults is divorce mm. that's on the list amongst um, amongst many many other things but those changes affect families heavily and if you think about it we have that one in three as far as the father being in the household when it comes to urban areas. So, and divorce plays a, a, a role in that one. Typically, the woman keeps the kids, takes care of the kids, tries to take care of the kids, and the kids watch this happen. And um, it's not helpful. 
it's not helpful. So I think we should talk about being married, like why you get married first. That's important. No, I agree. I think I think uh, you said so much. Um, why? Why? Yeah. Why do we get married? I, I think first people need to identify to your point. Uh, do you guys have some type of thing together? Like, is this, you know, something that we can build with a foundation? Is what mm-hmm. I, what I was uh, the word I was looking for. Like do, mm-hmm. in the in the courting or the dating process, you guys should be able to identify. Okay, do we have something that we can build on if, if we pursue this thing long term? When you talk about getting married, um, do we have you know similar goals, ambitions, you know that are similar that line up? Like mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes people, I don't know. I, so my thing is, and you brought up a good point. I wonder if people are are really being real in the dating process and really being authentic and saying, okay, this is what I expect in the next five years or mm-hmm. not expect in the next five years or mm-hmm. these are some things I want to go after. I, I think a lot of times the communication is not there. Then when they get married, then all these ideas, all, all these different things come out or you find the, the real person because they were wearing masks. Mm-hmm. To your point, a lot of people get, you know, get married and they're like, wow. Uh, we saw so many divorces during the pandemic because for the first time, it seemed like a lot of couples were home and they didn't realize who they were married to. And I'm like, how is that possible? Like what, when you, when you guys are dating, when you guys were dating, what were you guys talking about? Like, I remember, I promise you, my wife drilled me so much when, when, when we used to go out to dinner. Mm-hmm. I promise you, it was like, there was nothing that we not we didn't talk about. Like, when I got married to my wife, I understood everything, her spirituality. I, I knew a majority of everything that happened to her in her, you know, as she was coming up, childhood, you know, how she felt about family members, friends, co-workers, politics, her, you know, her, her belief in that, you know, how she felt about community. Like, there's so many different things that we talked about. So before I even proposed to her, I knew what I was getting. It, it was no if ands, or buts about it. I knew what I was getting. I, I know what her fall, her flaws are. I know, you know, you know what what her strengths are. Mm-hmm. She knew what mine's were too as well. So mm-hmm. it's like I think sometimes, yeah, I got to bring it up. Grace, <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring the grace word up. I know y'all wasn't looking for that, but I think sometimes. And once again, I, I'm not experienced in this. I have conversations mm-hmm. with people who have been divorced, remarried, and also, you know, my wife and I, uh, we 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 have the uh, we've had the pleasure of mentoring some couples at our church because we're a part of our marriage ministry, mm-hmm. and we we walked through the process and we came to the conclusion a lot of people one either they didn't know each other or two they were just selfish. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's something we got to unpack a little bit. Like marriage is a selfless act. Like you cannot be. A selfish person in a marriage, it'll never work. Like unless you have a uh, 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 um, someone who is used to being dominant in the relationship, mm-hmm. and and they you know they can get their way, and you just kind of go. But at some point, I don't care what what sex it is. It's like, nah, you know, I want to do this, mm-hmm. you know, or or I, I want to have my say or in this, or you know, think of my perspective sometimes. Mm-hmm. So when it's always one sided, it never works. So it's mm-hmm. just, it's complicated. It's complicated. But I think uh, there's not enough grace. I'll be honest with you. I don't think it's not, uh, there's not enough grace mm-hmm. in allowing for God to be God in the marriage. Mm-hmm. And we got to get back to it. We're going to come right back to that, talking about grace and everything that goes into that. Listen, DJ Focus, uh, the Honorable uh, Minister, uh, Evangelist, uh, Bishop, stop. 
nice gamble is talking about divorces today. I'm just grateful to just have, uh, you know, a few little say, little points. This is the Lover Series. This is the Lover Series. Uh, listen, Dice will be selling these tapes uh, real soon uh, for a nice price. Okay, this is the Lover Series. <laughs> Keep it locked. We got to go to some music break. We'll be right back. You tuned into the fix. And the fix is in. Yep, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. And uh, yeah, we're in the middle of our Real Talk conversation. Uh, it is the Lover's Week edition mm-hmm. of our Real Talk mm-hmm. topic. And uh, today we're talking about divorce. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dice, I know you had some tips you wanted to share uh, with the people. Yeah, I mean, things can get better, you know. Um, trust me, we've had, uh, in, even in this marriage, we've had divorce on the tape. And uh, not something that we wanted to do, but being married before, I, I had no nonsense. I was like, you know what? Been there, done that, walked down that path, and I'm not going to do that again. And knowing that, you know, that's not the attitude that God wants you to have. It's just like, I was like, man, I'm tired. You know what I'm saying? But I had a great community. This is another thing I wanted to say. I even was able to, um, uh, I was actually in Haiti going through this. And um, one of my leaders was like, he was like, it's going to be fine. It's just an attack. He's like, you got to learn how to guard what God has given you. And so you have to think of things that you're grateful for, things that you're thankful for in the other person, like think times that you've gone through, you know, like, the money troubles you got over like the sicknesses you guys have got over whether it was with the kids or jobs jobs that y'all lost or that you gained back you know and just knowing that you know yes your children do need you now here's the thing like i said if you're in um something abusive that's a whole nother conversation but if you have a family you know it's nice to have parents in the home like there's two things that happened to me when I was older focused when I had my son that was the first time I saw my dad's hand touch my mom's hand my my mom was on the couch because you know I think parents come and visit you after you have a kid now mind you my parents have been divorced and I, I think they got married when I was seven and divorced by the time I was 11 <clears throat> but I never forget my mom was sitting on the couch and she had Noah and she went and handed him to my dad and when she did that my dad's hand touched my mom's hand and I remember I was just in awe and, and I didn't realize why I was in awe. And I was like, wow, I've never seen my parents hold hands. I've never seen my parents be in the same space and be in a good space. And I, and mind you, I'm you know, 25 years old. And I was like, wow. And then mm. the second, the second time <clears throat> that I was like, wow, these are my parents was at um, my, um, let's see, my uncle's funeral. Um, and my dad and my parents took a picture together. That's the only photo I have of my parents together, um, you know, before they had me, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you just don't even know how these things have affected you. And one day I was sitting there thinking, I was like, wow, what my, what would my life have looked like if my parents had actually worked on it, you know, or, or, and tried to stay in it, you know, I would have had way more moments of looking at them together or having exchanges or, you know what I'm saying? I would, I would be able to see me. I would, I would have both parts of me in front of me. And like Mm -hmm. I'm saying, like, so divorce, it affects you as a child and you might not even know it affects you. You know what I'm saying? But you miss out on a lot. So yeah, if you, if you could stay together, you know, good. But if you can't, Listen, tap on out, tap on out. Um, but you can fall in love again. There are a lot of um, people who get remarried, such as myself, and have a very successful marriage. The second time, after you figure out what marriage should look like, it's submitting. We talk about it on the show all the time, Focus. 
one Absolutely. to another. You know what I'm saying? Loving each other as Christ loves the church. Like it, it's uh, it's a, it goes both ways. It's not just one person um, doing all the all the work. You guys are working this thing together. So marriage helps you grow, and it's not easy. It's not easy. I think that's the hype. <clears throat> is that it is easy but it's not easy but it's probably one of the best most fulfilling things you'll ever do in life if you Facts. get an opportunity to be married um it just it just changes a lot it makes life a lot easier um concerning you know a couple couple things so uh anywho i just i just if you're going through i would suggest that you pray and um whatever you're feeling like you need to learn to give these emotions to god you need to learn to ask yourself why am i feeling this way is it a selfish feeling you know um am i really hearing my partner and their need um you know what like what like why what are we going through and ask those tough questions we had a, a show the other day and i was like man people need to ask the tough questions at the top of the gate when you're dating like don't Please. wait till you get married and think you can change somebody this is a this is a mindset a lot of uh women have i can change him i can change it you ain't about to change nobody i promise you you're not you keep thinking you are but you're not and if you see a red flag before you get married it's, it's still gonna be there after you get married it's still gonna be there unless you work on it and you call that thing out and you guys need to go to counseling together before you get married and then here's the thing right before you walk down the aisle you still have an opportunity to say no i don't want to do it i don't want to do it so I say you be you need to be led, and this is another reason why I think courting is important. We don't do this enough, I think, in the kingdom. You need to court, folks. Take them around Please. your people. Take them around your sister. Take them around your bros. Take them around your church people. Take them around your, you know what I'm saying? Take them around so other people can see. Because sometimes people can call things out and say, "Ooh," and he tried to holler at me in the bathroom. You're like, "What?" <laughs> I know y'all getting married next week. Yeah. You're like, oh no, mm -mm. yeah. So somebody who's always trying to keep you away from all your people and everything—it's a red flag. That's a red flag. But um, no, it's definitely a red flag, and I think a, a lot of people. Um, the communication part is so key because I think without being able to effectively communicate and learn who you are considering marrying, um, I think that's where a lot of the problem lies. And I, I'm glad you brought up that that key point that a lot of women a lot of people I'm going to say people just because it can be man or woman think that they're going to change their spouse um, once they get married like okay I can groom him or I can groom her into who I want him to be and I, I will say this like some of that will happen organically I don't think it's more like you really being able to do it but I, I think as you grow within your relationship you understand who your wife is you understand who your husband is what they like what they mm -hmm. dislike mm -hmm. so some of that will happen just organically but mm -hmm. i think when you go in thinking okay i'm gonna just settle for him because there's nobody else that i feel like you know they got x y and z and i can make him into uh something else i'm gonna give a prime example i had we had the opportunity to talk to a couple and unfortunately to your point the the lady was used to dating uh, a little bit of aggressive, aggressive guys, just being honest. Like they're just, you know, like kind of like go-getters, really aggressive, really kind of like firm about leading the household and like, like, you know, putting all the things in order saying, okay, we're going to do X, Y, and E, X, Y, and Z, and this is how we're going to do it. So that's 
the accustomed she was accustomed to the to kind of following i think her father was kind of like that too as well and her mom was kind of like more submissive and allowed for her dad to kind of do everything and then all the guys she was attracted to was like that okay so now she didn't find a guy that was like that she found a guy he was a successful businessman but he definitely was a, an introvert mm-hmm. um he definitely just wanted to have someone to kind of help with like paying all the bills taking the bill he make the money but he's like i don't want to do de- i don't want to deal with you know figuring out what trip we're gonna go on i don't want to have to deal with uh you know paying the bills for the month just just make it happen boom i'll make enough money boom we'll go do it well as you see they collided they crashed that didn't work for her she she was used to somebody a man that was leading in every aspect uh, of the household and everything so they end up getting divorced. But I was when I when we was talking to her, my wife and I was like, "Well, you knew this off the top of the rip, and you still married him? Like, so why did you set him up? That you knew he already showed you. You guys dated for almost two years. Yeah, he kind of already showed you he's not going to be very aggressive and going to be that leader to that mm-hmm. level that you want him to be. Mm-hmm. Why did y'all waste all that money? They had a big old fancy wedding and everything. Mm-hmm. Spent all this money, the doves and the carriages yes, and all that stuff. I want the you know? doves and the carriages. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, all I, of it. I'm just saying, you know. <clears throat> but that just that just goes to show you this. He was a very successful businessman. That money wasn't enough for her. Because mm-hmm. they, yeah, she didn't work. She was she she stayed at home with the kids. I did. Well, they only had one kid. She stayed mm-hmm. home with and took care of the kid. Mm-hmm. Make sure all that was good. But yeah she wasn't happy because she still wanted him to oversee and do everything far as like her you know what she was used to dating and her experience from her father Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm glad you brought that point up of of settling stop settling yeah i mean listen you might have to wait to get what you want i wrote down 20 26 things on my on my paper i did like like wait 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 who, 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 dice who doing that they don't wait no more remember we just a microwave no nah, we gotta go I just wanna wait get married I just wanna just get wanna married get... <laughs> it's the song that uh, is causing high divorce rates it is come on and wait come on and wait nobody wants to wait and to your point not, on, not only waiting on your right husband right wife how about this wait on God to fix the problem in your marriage so y'all don't wanna get real no, because that 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 might not happen right away. Just be honest with you. Once again, I struggled. I struggled with uh, communication mm-hmm. in my household with my wife for the first four. I would argue four years of our marriage. I find that so hard to believe because you'd be talking. No. So <laughs> the thing about it is, it's not that I don't. I didn't want to talk. Just my thing you. was listening to my wife. Oh, I didn't feel like my wife should even say anything. I grew up in a house where my what? father. <laughs> Well, I'm, so let's get free. I'm, I'm, I'm just keeping it real. So you, you don't think this is this, but it's this. Um, this is what I saw from my father. My father was a dictator. He, okay. he, he ran the household. My okay. mom was more submissive. She didn't okay. really question my dad, even if it was she knew he was wrong. Okay. She wouldn't question him. She wouldn't do anything of that. So I'm mm-hmm. used to that. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, no, no, I'm the man in the house. I got all the weight on my shoulders. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to make sure I provide. I got to make sure we got this, this, and that. Mm-hmm. Don't question me. That's, that's mm-hmm. in my mind. I'm like, don't question me. <laughs> no seriously and i'm totally wrong let's be very clear i'm totally wrong but in my mind then and when my mindset was then i, I thought i was right this is what i saw this is th- what i thought i was supposed to do you know I'm, I'm the man everything lies on the man and even how i interpret what god was saying about the man being the head of the household i was taking out of context because i was like no god set it up this way he made he made us the the aggressor the warrior of the household we supposed to go out and provide I'm just being honest. So, so I'm, I'm I'm telling you, like it, this was something that my wife endured through, we, even through all. And we didn't have counseling. Let's be very clear. 
Mm. Um, we didn't have counseling then. We were grateful that uh, we <laughs> we got through the stuff and we we started reading more different books and stuff that helped us. Mm. And I'm be honest with you, hip hop saved our life too as well. Yeah, y'all don't want to hear the real. It, it, yeah, it, there's certain hip hop songs that we could go and it was like yeah, it was like spiritual to us. So yeah, so pray for good. us. Yeah, no, that's real. So four years. My wife's sticking in there. And now in the midst of that, let's be very clear. And she don't mind me uh, uh, saying this. So not only am I not listening to her and respecting what she has to say, now it's making her irritated. So now, yeah, let's be honest. She had my throat. She cussing me out. Not you don't never listen. Not, so now the heated exchange, even when we when we have a conversations, are not good because come right. on, ain't no respect there when you cussing each other out and calling yeah. each other out your name. Da, 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 da. So That's that was just toxic. That was toxic. That was toxic for years. Then we finally got around. I said about four years before I finally said, you know what, you're right. I should, you know, because because she and it's funny thing. God always showed up and said, listen, I told you I gave you a helpmate for a reason. Mm -hmm. She has wisdom. I speak to her, too, as well. He revealed it to me just like I'm talking to you right now. He was mm -hmm. like, yeah, she's on your team. That's why right. I say things like that all the time. Like I'm not in a competition with my wife. We on the same mm -hmm. team. We win together. Yeah, when bonuses and raises and, and any type of money, yeah, yeah, we went together. That's right. You know, That's right. well, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I had to get that mindset. So I said to say, if my wife wouldn't have stuck in there and would have just walked away and said, you know what? No, nah, I ain't going through this. He toxic. He, he don't not affect communicate. He don't respect my uh, voice and what I have to say. He don't respect me as a wife. She could easily easy walk away. Let's be very clear. Easy walked away. But if you stick in there. Yeah. And, and God will show you. Listen, that's 20, almost 28 years later. Let's be very clear. We're, we're, yeah, if God say so, we're going to celebrate 23 years of marriage uh, this summer. But I've been with her for 28 years. Let's be very clear. So, that's yeah, awesome. it's something in staying consistent and staying with it and watching God work. Mm -hmm. Not me. I ain't yeah. say focus or Mrs. Focus work. Watch God work. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and he'll do it. He'll do it, but you gotta—you have to allow him to do it too, and you have to want to do it. I think this is a a, a big a big part of it. Um, it's not enough to just say you have to stay married. You have to want to stay married, and you have to communicate yes. that you want to stay married. Like we yes. want to do this, and I like how you were talking about the effective, uh, effectively listening part. You know, you have, yeah. like it, it is very tempting to interrupt and interject, and you know, and and be that way. And it's it's hard to sometimes listen you know, to, to tough feedback, but it's a win, like letting somebody talk and then saying, okay, this is what I hear you saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so what, what, what's the, what's the solution? Like, let's work on a solution together because we're in this together. And like I said before, on the, uh, when we had the other show, me and my husband have this thing. I'm not your enemy. Like we're not each other's enemy to your point. Like you said, y'all on the same team. We, mm -hmm. we talk about, we're not, Hey, I'm not, I'm not your enemy. I'm not coming for you right now. Like, we can get through this together, but um, and you might need a little time. You might need a little time out, a little tough time out. Like, hey, I gotta take a break, and I, I don't mean go break and do what you want. Yeah, I'm about to say, wait a minute, Stacey. I'm please clear that up, please. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. the environment, like you said, can get very toxic, and people That's don't right. know how to manage their feelings and emotions. And trust me, when you when you have these blow ups and you know and stuff is flying through the air, and you have kids in the midst, like they can be affected. So it's like, it, it's important for you to constantly do your check-ins when you're married, you know, at the top of the day, at the end of the day, and, and really be there for each other because it's, it's a huge benefit. And I can, I mean, I can only speak to it now, you know, going on 15, 15 years of it. But I mean, yeah, you know, year two, 
you know, it was it was tough. It was tough for us in year two, but you gotta you gotta hang in there and trust God. And like I said, my life group, my church friends and family, um, they really were the ones who came to my aid every time I felt like, oh, this is you know, this is not right. worth it. And it's like, okay, you you y'all both know that y'all y'all would be sick if y'all wasn't with each other. So <laughs> why are you right. playing this why are you playing this game right now? Why are you playing mm-hmm. the game? Why are you playing the game? And then you definitely don't want nobody else to have what you got. So um, you need to value what God has given you. And and it, it, it can work out. It can work out. So like I said, the only reason why you shouldn't work on it is if, you know, you're in there getting abused. And um, that's a whole, that's another, you know, it's all another thing. But you got hotlines and stuff you can call for that too. Some people make it past abuse, but I, I definitely don't suggest that at all at all at all nobody nobody should be in it uh getting hands put on them you know so anywho and i go but, both ways dice i know you don't, i know you don't think they go with oh listen they trust me ways. no 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 i, I definitely had a friend a, a good friend of mine and she ended up getting divorced and uh she expressed to me after she got divorced that she was uh initiating the fights you know she said i was slapping you know he would say something and i would just you know pretty much walk into that zone that you know you shouldn't walk into and um you know it took a lot for her to admit that to me but i i appreciated it and i told her thank you because i was looking at him like he was side you know looking i'm like i got a side eye going on like you know what i'm saying what gives gives you the right but i'll be honest with you folks every man ain't gonna just take some punches and slaps like i know we talk about you know all right you should just took it because the girl hit you but to your point abuse goes the same way and you don't know what it what a trigger is for people some people have a history of abuse being abused so you rolling up on them <clears throat> in the middle of a marriage tra- thinking you're gonna swing on them like you might really trigger like some lifelong pain that they push down you know from the, from their childhood so i wish you should be acting in love anyway like period not even just because you're married but just you're supposed to love uh, your neighbor as yourself. So, absolutely, um, yeah, absolutely. Anyways, anyways, listen, DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. We got to go to a quick break. We're coming back with closing thoughts on divorce. Keep it locked. You're tuned into the fix, and the fix is in. Yes, sir. DJ Focus, Dice Gamble. You tap back into the fix right here on Holy Culture Radio. We appreciate y'all waking up with us again uh, this Wednesday morning. That divorce conversation was a little deep this morning, Dice. I really pray that, uh, you know, for all our kingdom-minded people out there, seriously, because I really believe it's a God-sized assignment. And without God in the midst of that, you're just going to walk away. I just really believe you're going to walk away. Um, So if you really want to, uh, you know, show God off and uh, really want to trust God, um, I argue, you know, and some some don't agree with this, but I, I I just really argue that all right, maybe you know y'all should have maybe not got married, but I think that uh, God can uh, do some things if it's no abuse or abandonment or any type of adultery in that thing where y'all should really consider sticking together, especially you got families and everything involved and all this uh, stuff. Just reconsider, you know, uh, if you're a believer of just trusting God and seeing what God would do. Um, but you know, I, I get it. You know, some people can't, you know, endure the race. Some people just give up the fighting because I think it's, it is a fight. Marriage is a fight each and every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to train not only your spirit <laughs> and I'm going to say spirit first, cause that that's real. If you're not feeding your spirit, um, good, good stuff. Um, if you're not around healthy marriages that, you know, spirits can rub off on you. Um, some of that toxicity from those marriages, and you'll find it in your household too as well. So it's a lot to go into it. That spiritual 
that people need to realize when you talk about what the marriage is supposed to represent, what the marriage is, and it's a God-sized assignment. So I'm praying for everybody who is even considering divorce. I really am. I'm praying for you. I pray that God softens your heart. I pray that God comes through and clean up whatever is going on in that household that's dysfunctional, that shouldn't be going on, or whatever it may be. Um, I, I really, I, 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 I speak it all the time, guys, but I really want uh, uh, kingdom people to show off marriage the way it should be. The world has already continued to redefine what they think marriage is, and like you say, they they redoing vows, they the same sex marriage situation. That's a whole nother uh, conversation. We ain't got time for that. But it's like it's just too much. It's like no, this is something that God created, and everybody else wants to make it into what they want it to be instead of letting it be what it was. Like yeah, you didn't create it. This is not your creations. Let it be this. And it's yeah. okay to let it be that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's okay. I mean, with God, all things are possible. And I think that, I mean, your marriage, honestly, it, it, I don't know how people get through marriage without God. Because um, I know we, we wouldn't make it any day over here without God. But, I mean, it's nice when you find a friend. And Proverbs 17, 17 says, a friend loves at all times. And I think sometimes when you're married, you need to remember that that's your friend it's not just like yes. we're married like we we are we are friends in this thing uh thick and thin and ephesians 5 and 21 says to submit to one another out of reverence for christ and obviously we got john three sixteen. for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life and the reason why i threw that in there is because i want everlasting life with my husband <laughs> i'll be honest with you like we gotta be on the same page is what i'm saying like you should have the same thought and the same mindset and concerning all things biblical and spiritual um i'm praying that your marriage is you have that foundation where you guys do believe the same because even when you're praying and you're submitting things unto god um you want to be you want to be on the same page you want to be able to hear from god and uh like if you're in a marriage and one of you don't believe i'm i'm really praying that the other really comes to know Christ and continue to pray for your mate too. Um, I know it's hard to do, but if you are ever uh, in a tough situation with a person, um, not just your husband or wife, or you feel a type of way, some anxiety there, go ahead and pray for that person. I promise you by the time you finish praying, uh, you'll feel absolutely a thousand percent better and you will have helped them. You will have interceded for them. Um, So um, oh man, just continue to love. First uh, John four and seven says, "Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. You know, and God is love. So um, I don't know. Just continue to love. And I, like I said, if you're going through it, we're praying for you. I'm praying that you don't go all the way through it with it, and that God does something." miraculous in your marriage and that you guys realize that you truly truly love each other and you guys can get through anything together and just remember how far god has brought you and kind of lean in on on that and make sure you're around a good group of people who encourage marriage and not separation if you if you guys want to be married and ask them for some tips you know but get honest and get real with yourself and um you know see if see if you need to seek a little bit of help or counseling um, because it could, you could, you could actually have something going on. We grow and we change too. I mean, just because folks in our marriage doesn't mean we don't have our own challenges in our marriages as we're growing together with other people. So it's like, you could just be going through something personally. 
um, you know, ask your mate to, to be there for you, to, you know, to pray, to pray with you and for you. Um, it's, right. I mean, it's nothing like having somebody in your house that you can pray with and that can pray for you. Nothing, nothing like it. So I don't know. I've seen I've seen it all. And I just I hate to see a 35 year old marriage fail, 42 year old marriage. Fail. I was like, listen, we got to be married half your life. <laughs> Who's it's over. That? Yeah, it's over. Together. We're together, together. <laughs> we're together. We're together, together. We're not. We're not going nowhere. We're not going mm. nowhere. Your story is. Your story is too great, and too encouraging. And uh, you have a lot to offer. So, you know, y'all, y'all hang on. Y'all hang on in there if you can. If you can, hang on in there. Go get that counselor. Go on to take a vacation. You and remember, you can do. You can do all things through Christ Jesus. All things. Uh, if, if you get back to that Bible, you can do all things. All things. Yeah, it ain't about you. It's, not, it's definitely to glorify God. I think that's that's a good point to bring up. You know what I'm saying? To really show him off. Your marriage mm-hmm. is definitely showing him off um, to the world. So, And it's a sacrifice. That's, that's mm-hmm. the last thing I want to leave you out with. It's absolutely a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not about you. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't express it enough. It's not about you. <laughs> it's not about you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It is a very oh selfless goodness. act. Yeah. It but it's like I said, one of the one of the most fulfilling things you can ever do in this life is uh, walking hand in hand with someone. So if you get that blessing, you know, um, the Proverbs thirty one talks about rubies. Like who can find a virtuous woman? I'd say who can find a virtuous man? Um, you know. But if you get that opportunity and value it, value it, treasure it, you know, treat it like gold. You know, just remember that other person is God's child as well. And uh, do your best. Do your best to care for that, for your mate. Do your best. Listen, how good was that spiritual detox with our little sis, uh, Ariel Fitzpatrick? Come on now. She killed me. I'm I'm so, uh, listen, I can't wait. Her future is bright. Look, she's already doing phenomenal stuff on, you know, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. But now she's starting to release some of this music that she says she's been sitting on for a while she's been mm-hmm. writing these songs mm-hmm. so uh i'm excited dice i appreciate her uh coming on rocking with us this morning mm-hmm. uh it was fire straight fire straight fire yeah. that's all i can say it's all the way up it's all the way it up. is all the way up i'm looking for more fire too and she's dope she's super super dope so absolutely mm-hmm. listen that's our time for the day we got to get out of here uh yes and we'll be back tomorrow same mm-hmm. time same place wake up wake up with us Dice is gonna finish out this lover Not series me. It's love a week. So we're going to talk about toxic relationships tomorrow. You, you might want to tap into this one. Because some of y'all think y'all ain't toxic, but y'all are. And y'all need to hear a few things. So Dice, the Dicer, the, the, the honorable, uh, you know, minister, uh, Bishop Dice, will have some tips on how to not be so toxic in your relationship. I just want to put that in your spirit. Lord, Listen, go out and be great today, kings and queens. Um, continue to show the love of Christ because we know that's what Christ would want us to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back t- tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Same As time. always, remember to stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ is always the answer. Kingdom advancement should always be the goal. Mm-hmm. It fixes in. We out. Peace, y'all.